You know, they always uh, have these favorite candy living in the, and, and the, on the, the hated candy list. And I like a couple of the ones that are on the hated list. And they, they always put Necco wafers on the hated list. I love them. How do you like Necco wafers? I like them. Jesus, I like they're, them. they're like the worst thing ever. Well, nobody likes them. Well, you you you, you know what, Britt? You, you wouldn't even begin to understand. And and I can't explain it to you. I heard, Ky- dis- I heard Kyrie Irving say that Necco wafers were a Jewish plot. He said that just the other day. He's right. The the uh, people, the family that owned that that factory up there in uh, the New England, uh, they're a bunch of Jews. <laughs> a bunch of Jews. <laughs> He's going to be canceled by Necco wafers. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right uh but there's there's a lot of shit swirling around by the way uh podcast uh, recommendation i uh i finally came uh, on, on on sunday yeah i have the uh the first tree within sight in my neighborhood i can see 50 trees from you know just i can see 20 of them from here and mine is the first tree that all the leaves fell off already. Just all of them now. Yeah. And so I, I, I raked them up and you know, it takes a while and I do it the old fashioned way. I like doing it. And I'm, you know, I'm listening to podcasts while I'm doing it. Sure you do. So I did listen to the uh, first two of, there are four so far. I think there'll be a fifth one today. Installments of the uh, extremely hyped, annoyingly so, uh, Rachel Maddow podcast. But in spite of that, in spite of the hype, they are as yeah. billed. They are excellent. It is so well done. It's just brilliant stuff. And the point is that it's about things that uh, you didn't know. I didn't know. Nobody knew. It's been completely forgotten, completely buried. Uh, you think you know a little bit about it, but but you don't about the true Nazi infiltration of this country in the 1930s and into the 40s, and members of the United States Senate who were flat out having their speeches written by, that's right, Nazis. And that's just the beginning of it. And the plot to overthrow the United States government and the plot to kill FDR and the plot to kill other It's all there. It's all real. It's very good. Highly recommended. End of story. Won't go all the stuff that she's done previously in that in that space has always been really good. Bagman about Spiro Agnew were very very good. Right. So I'm I'm sure this will be good as well. This is this actually is is uh, it's equal to better than that because wow, it really describes a situation that is 100% analogous to what we have going on right now. A uh, portion of the country that doesn't like the way this country is and will do anything to overthrow whatever they consider to be the quote establishment government that is in there. And uh, we were pretty close then we're real close right now. We're a week away from an election that could be one big fat mess. Uh, We shall see. Now I was uh, pleasantly surprised yesterday. I'm sure you were too, to see that uh, the boys and girls from Brazil throughout their uh, Donald Trump loving, imitating mentor of and mentor to Bolasaro of Brazil. 
yeah. Jade Bolazaro, the guy yeah. who's been just copying everything. And they, they, they kicked him out. He lost the election by about, I guess, about, what, two points, whatever it is. Wasn't he just one and done, basically, that guy? Well, he is now. Yeah. He is now. But here's the, here's the you know, that was just yesterday, Sunday, that the, the results came in. And uh, he's being uh, uncharacteristically silent now in the wake of the election. He hasn't spoken yet. So the longer he stays silent, the more paranoid the world may be getting, and rightfully so, because he promised that if he lost, he was not going to accept the results of the election. I don't know where he got that idea to even say that before the election. Have no idea where he got that from. But he was uh, he was saying those things. He was attacking the the democratic institutions of Brazil, just like Trump. Over and over, and you know, corruption. I'm talking about going after him now. It's very, very familiar. But the point is that uh, he was unable to convince and buffalo uh, the population of Brazil to reelect him. And apparently, he brought together very disparate groups of people from uh, all sides of the political spectrum who banded together to vote against him. Jeez. Okay. Sound familiar? Hmm. Uh, not quite so much here. I wouldn't say that uh, there was a broad-based coalition that put in um, Joe Biden. It just got big. That was, you know, the, the, what we had. Um, so, but that was just. I just think that's a that's a that's a great thing. On the other hand, of course, the guy that replaces him, who knows how that's going to work out? I mean, he's a flat-out. He's a true socialist. This yeah. guy, and but he's. He's been in there before, but he had corruption problems of his own 20 years ago. So that's uh, that's Brazil. Good luck to them. We wish them well. We do. We do. Um, uh, can we do a little Jerry Lee Lewis here for a minute? The killer. The killer. Um, Bill Wyman, who, by the way, quit the Rolling Stones. It's been like 30 years. Okay. <laughs> He was with the Stones, I think, for their first 30 years. And then I think in 92 or 93, he said, I've, I'm, I'm kind of done. Still friends with them. But uh, he's, he's old enough to have uh, known Jerry Lee Lewis pretty well. And he's written a little write-up about Jerry Lee Lewis here for uh, Vulture magazine, which is kind of like New York magazine. And he's got some more details about the marriage to the 13-year-old second cousin okay um whose name was myra gale at the point that jerry lee lewis married her i think he was 21 she was 13 he'd already been married twice and he was not divorced from either wife okay got it okay so you didn't, picking, you, didn't, you didn't think you could make a, a marriage to a 13 year old even worse but you, you just did that's the point and that's why he wrote the piece because it's got more it, it's even worse than you can imagine all right so when it was all said and done, he was married seven times. Wife number five died within 77 days of their wedding. And this is according to Wyman, quote, the blood and broken glass in the house and the fact that the body had been moved after she died suggests that the full story has not been 
told. You know what we need? We need Elon Musk to investigate that and put out the real information on Twitter, don't we? I thought the killer was the nickname given because he was such a great performer. Apparently, it was a little on the nose. It it was more accurate than, than we knew. Bill Wyman calls Jerry Lee Lewis a thief, a bigamist, an adulterer, a sexual predator, a family abandoner, and a liar. And he was just positive that the rules of society did not hold to him, did not apply to him. And he just said, sorry, I'm, I'm just him. But, you know, you combine that with a musical genius and uh, what? Oh, you get Kanye West. <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, it's always interesting when when some of these guys die, how appropriate it is to talk about the that element of what happened. You know, that element of the the way too young girls and all of that stuff. I was there was a great book about the uh, the, the band Led Zeppelin that came out last year. And it, it's really one of the best ones. And I listened to it and I heard interviews with the author and he started getting into that stuff because Jimmy Page really liked young women, like about that age that Jerry Lee Lewis's wife there was. And it was he started doing it. And the guy's wife, the guy who was writing the book, his wife goes, you cannot describe these people that Jimmy Page was having sex with as women. I don't care what you do in the book. They're Mm. not women. These are Mm. girls. These are girls that he was having sex with, not once, not twice, and there weren't just one or two of them. It was multiple, multiple times. And the guy goes, well, I covered that in the book, but there was a point in time where I had to kind of cut it off, or that's all that the book would be about, right? That's all that would be there. Write different different books. All right, one more little uh, nugget from, from Bill Wyman. Uh, this is a story, I guess, that was uh, floating around that Jerry Lee Lewis allegedly supposedly lit a piano on fire so that Chuck Berry, who was going to come on after him and close whatever show they were involved in, couldn't play it. He couldn't verify that it actually happened, but it's one of those, it sounds so Jerry Lee Lewis-like that you might just want to believe it because he was so starstruck with himself and wanted to always be the the uh the top guy there was a, uh, i think he and, and chuck berry had a bit of a rivalry i believe in the taylor hackford documentary hail hail rock and roll about chuck berry they have jerry lee lewis on camera saying he once got into a fight over who the true king of rock and roll was and him and chuck berry i think he got his ass whipped yeah. but yeah okay let's, let's find that uh i find that that fairly you know it sounds to me like there is no possible way that his life story doesn't get um, turned into, you know, it could be obviously a several part uh, uh, series on, on well, they one, did of the, a, they did one a, of the, a, one of the streaming platforms. Don't you think? Well, they, they did a movie like, back in the eighties. Dennis Leary played him in uh, great yeah. balls of fire, but it didn't. Right. I saw, I saw on, that, but it but, didn't touch but, any of this. Yeah. Oh, that's a, it, it, it's a different world. And Denny, and Dennis Leary, by the way, does a tremendous job in that movie. It's one of, I think it's one of his better acting jobs, but yes, mm-hmm. you're right. Mm-hmm. Um, there could be a, a lengthening, a widening of the field for sure. Right. Right. Uh, all right. Uh, a couple more choices here. Um, Pence blames Trump sort of Don Jr. Dick of the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, top five scary movies, official list. Don't argue with it. 
Let's do um let's do Pence first. Okay. Uh Mike Pence has got his book out now and it's called Do you know what the title of it is? Did you hear this? Uh I really hate gay people. Close. So oh. help me God. Oh, close. Yeah. Uh it'll f- officially be out on the 15th of November. That's the same day that uh, the milk I bought at Walmart yesterday expires. Interesting. Pence recalled the meeting uh, with Trump after the election, where there was the dispute between the campaign lawyers, Rudy Giuliani, and the great North Carolina law school graduate, Sidney Powell. Yeah. (laughs) Axios got a copy of the book and, uh, They've got some excerpts after the campaign lawyers gave a sober and somewhat pessimistic report on the state of election challenges. The outside cast of characters went on the attack. Giuliani told the president over the speakerphone, phone, oh, your lawyers aren't telling you the truth, Mr. President. Even in an office well acquainted with rough and tumble debates, writes Pence, it was a new low and it went downhill from there. In the end, this is the money quote. The day the president made the fateful decision to put Giuliani and Sidney Powell in charge of the legal strategy, the seeds were being sown for a tragic day in January. I love the distancing of Pence and everyone from reality by using a day in January. Yeah. It's this, it's this need to somehow squelch its importance and where it has its place on the calendar forever it wasn't just a tragic day in january november 22nd wasn't just a tragic day in dallas nor was september 11 2001 just a tragic day in washington and shanksville pennsylvania and new york but okay (laughs) Despite Trump calling for Pence to overturn the election results and in the aftermath of the rioters shouting, hang Mike Pence, the then vice president refused to cave and oversaw the congressional certification electoral college, which Joe Biden won, blah, blah, blah. It reads that, you know, when I when I think about the three words, hang Mike Pence, and then I think about the the where's Nancy Mm -hmm. um, quote that the guy who went after nancy pelosi's husband paul pelosi used it really starts to sink in that this wasn't just a day in january it was a day that could be just the beginning maybe the midpoint of of what's ahead with people taking seriously the uh, concept of not necessarily hanging mike pence specifically but hanging somebody else going after other people where's nancy she was going to be figuratively hanged uh being beaten by a hammer with this guy had she been in that uh, place in san francisco where they where they live so this is kind of serious stuff and i guess this is about as far as you can expect mike pence to to go but he's just distant enough and kind of cloudy and nebulous in his language that he He's giving himself plausible deniability because he will be asked now, are you blaming Donald Trump for what happened on January 6th? No, no, no. I'm just saying that that meeting was problematic in that a table was set in a way. 
that things could happen in the future. I mean, don't you think that's what he's going to do? I just wonder, has anyone asked him straight up, do you think people were coming to kill you on January the 6th of 2021 as, as a report? I mean, maybe that'll happen in the, the publicity for this book. If that, do you believe that people were trying to come to kill you? Because the evidence clearly shows that that's what was happening. Well, Britt, when they build a gallows, essentially with your name on it, yeah, um, they're they're trying to kill you. So, what what's your answer to wiggle out? When, I don't when know. I don't know. I don't know. And I I'm sure his security detail, none of which would speak on the record. I think if you asked him, were people were was it the belief of that security team that uh, Mike Pence's life was in jeopardy? And I'm sure that that's not even a controversial or unambiguous answer. I don't really think anybody would go, no, nah, it was just like a fly buzzing around. We just had to swat it away. You're, you're bringing up things that, that go in 12 different directions, which leads me to uh, why didn't they subpoena Mike Pence? Yeah. Why didn't they? Um, <laughs> I don't, I don't have the answer because those are the kind of questions that, uh, you would have loved to have seen answered in public um, by him. <laughs> I mean, really if, you should can, have been. if you can just excuse that and minimize it or put it out of your mind or disassociate yourself from it in a, you know, in a very mental way and then go about your life. And let's just say Mike Pence does run for president, which he's not going to win. But in some fantasy world, let's say he wins. Does he think that they won't come after him and try to kill him again? Does he think that that's not going to happen? The same people who tried to do it before do not think it will not have something build up in their mind, a grievance against their hero, Donald Trump, and they'll come and try to murder him again. Oh, that's a, that's a self-answering question because the very fact that he quote would be a president unquote yeah. would be uh, unfairly and outrageously in place of the rightful person who should be the president, according to, Trump supporters, right? So he would be yet another interloper, another illegitimate president. Every president will be illegitimate, I think, from from here going forward by people who would say, well, Joe Biden was never a legitimate president. So whatever follows him, I mean, you, you can see where that goes. But you, you touched on something, you know, 90 seconds ago, which is um, when you're directly asked, well, you know they were coming to try to kill you. You do realize that your life was in danger, that had they f been able to find you, they would have dragged you out. Yeah. You, 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 would have, you would have gotten no better treatment than civilians in Ukraine get treated by Russian soldiers who come raping and pillaging through a city. That's what they, that's what they wanted to do to you. And you do realize that there is a reason. And tell me what you think the reason is, Mr. Pence, that the Secret Service hustled you and your family uh, downstairs and away and wanted to get you as, as far away and, 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 and secure as possible. I would like to hear that because we have that other alternative universe. It's not an alternative universe. I think it's true where Pence said, yeah, hide me, but don't, I won't leave the building because if I leave the building, you may drive me out into the woods and put a bullet in my head. Weren't yeah. you thinking that? Weren't you afraid? That ostensibly, that now, ostensibly, he, he would say that he was didn't want to be driven from the building because they would somehow figure out a way to who do the results. And he wanted to be there to make sure that the you know duty of democracy that. was done. Well, it's, I, I, I don't understand Fine, how you that. I don't understand mm -hmm. how you kind of glide your way past in a very unctuous way 
the fact that they were clearly coming to kill you. And again, you you don't know, and I don't know which way they would have done it. They had a number of ways they could have bullet in your head. They could have actually put you out there on the gallows and tried to hang you. They could have drawn and quartered you. They're, they had a, a number of ways they could have done it, and they had the manpower to do it. And I don't know how you, again, bear false witness and say, no, that's not that's not what happened. That's not what happened on January 6th, 2021, and I was never scared for my life. Well, okay, maybe you weren't scared for your life because you had about 20 trained individuals around you that were armed that could protect your life. Maybe that was something that, but the, you know, those, you know what? those, even that, those people, even that would be a, a flat out lie. <laughs> so okay. some, yeah, I, I hope that in the lead up to his stupid book, which I hope nobody reads and is dumb as shit. I hope that somebody asks him that question just straight up. Well, will he, will he do interviews with the uh, non right wing, non Fox media will he go uh, and by the way i would love to see him on c-span oh, where, where you take the calls from from the public oh my goodness that would be great he uh, i think but, he'll but, do it for the purposes of of uh, making himself look sympathetic by having a jake tapper or chris wallace or somebody like that interview him and then I'd his fans I, his I, you fans know I, well, you could be right but i'd be amazed I'd the be conservatives amazed. always see that as oh my god poor little mikey is getting beat up again i gotta go buy that book yep. that's what they try to do with but that shit he doesn't have that reservoir of of sympathy that will allow for that i don't think he does poor little mikey he's not a not a beloved figure all right uh don jr dick of the year top five scary movies uh, Don Jr., Dick of the Year, if not the de decade, if not the century. Yeah. All right. So, uh, and I, I, we, we need to, to go through this as, as, as quickly as possible. Um, the guy who went after Nancy Pelosi's husband, and by the way, I, I'll start with one kind of discomforting bit of reportage that has been there since minute one minute one uh since it started to happen he's been taken to the hospital um and he's expected to have a full recovery okay from now, a fractured from a fractured skull an 80 year old exactly. man an 80 year old man with a fractured skull so so he he got smashed with a hammer yeah and they had to do brain surgery they okay. Did. Okay. This is not going to, uh, you know, fix a broken arm and it's going to heal in two months and you'll be, uh, uh, it, you'll be pitching for the angels, you know, at spring uh, training on an octogenarian yeah. brain surgery on an octogenarian. Right. Right. And the, the reason, as it was explained to me, uh, why he had to have that kind of surgery was very, very simple because he was hit so hard that, uh, parts of his skull uh, moved enough that his brain was jarred and uh, parts of his skull may have uh, broken off into there and they had to go in there and, and fix that. But they keep emphasizing that the, he's expected to have a full recovery. Really? Yeah. How quickly? Maybe, maybe two, three weeks from now. How does that work? You're 82, you know, you don't heal the same at 82 as you do at, at, at 27. So I've heard. And if this happened to a 27 year old, it would be a serious thing. Very much. So. Um, this is worse 
this is worse than a concussion that an NFL quarterback gets. It okay? is. Because if Mr. Pelosi had just gotten a concussion, that would be bad. But, you know, he'd recover probably fairly quickly, even at, at 82. But at 82, anything can happen. So I don't, I don't like the – I don't like that. You know, they, they should be a little bit more realistic and circumspect. Um, they're hoping for a full recovery. The recovery, you know, to me, it it rang more to the injuries inflicted on Salman Rushdie a couple months ago when yeah. some crazy fuck right. ran up on stage, started stabbing him, and he's lost the use of his left arm and he's lost an eye. Right. Um, but I guess you could say, but he's expected to have a full recovery. recovery. What, do, yeah, what does that mean? What, what do you think the that? What do you think the agenda is on that, though? For I don't know. Not, you know. I don't know. Yeah. I I have no idea on on that one. Why you would downplay the you know, or the Pelosi family won't feel so good. I mean, that, that doesn't it doesn't make any sense. Okay, I don't like that. Um. So it's. It's clear this guy is just fucking drinking and eating conspiracy theories and every right wing bullshit, crazy, crazy thing ever. Um, so somehow, some way, because we live in the year 2022, that's that can't be taken at, at face value. There can't be what the San Francisco police said instantly. It can't be that the 911 operator, by the way. Hat tip to the nine one one operator there. Yeah, they've named who, her name and everything. They never do that. It was really I, good. I, yeah, I was surprised. I was going to ask you about that. Yeah, they never uh, do and, that. And by the way, hat tip to to Pelosi himself, who, geez, my God, to have the presence of mind to make a phone call and leave the uh, the line open, and the nine one one operator was able to uh, decipher the code. That yeah. he was speaking is pretty uh pretty amazing, isn't it? There's a there's a lot of bullshit on on social media about what you like. If you're in a domestic situation, you should call nine one one and say you're ordering a pizza and you want pineapple and anchovies, and that means to every nine one one operator that you're in a domestic situation. That's bullshit. That's not true. <laughs> but uh, the, she did a fantastic job, and I'm glad that she's getting some recognition uh, from from the authorities there in San Francisco. Yeah. So because. Uh, the the uh, first 24 hours, most of the decent, sympathetic responses came from the Democrats. There were a few Republicans who did so also, but it didn't take long for whatever Republicans were saying to have that drowned out by world-class whataboutism and both-sides-ism. And they would proceed to then name Steve Scalise and Brett Kavanaugh and a few other cases. And it lapsed into, I saw it on, on Fox, of course, where else, to it's the political atmosphere right now that has just contributed to this. The angry, ugly language that has contributed to what's happened here in addition to the lawless cities yeah. of yeah. our country all run by democrats where and it did reach the point where if you really wanted to sanitize it down this was this was just a break-in we don't even know if he knew him 
This is this just could have been anybody. Well, what you're what you're saying, you're actually understating it. There's been a a concerted effort among people like that asshole, asshole Dinesh D'Souza to lie about this over the past 72 to 96 hours. Uh, also, the guy who runs Twitter now has also uh, tweeted out some absolutely untrue things about this being some sort of sexual tryst that went wrong. And there are various bloodthirsty bastards who are right-wing lunatics who have picked up on this shit and run down the field with it. That's Don Jr. for you. <laughs> That's Don Jr. He certainly is their leader. Yeah. Uh, and they have cast doubts. The just the Jesse Smollett thing, I think, as you point out, has been uh, brought up many, many times, which I, I'm not even going to dignify that with pointing out the differences. It's just absolute 100 you know, hey, percent nonsense. Brit, you know, I, I decided this time to not post anything about this because when I first heard the story, the first thing I thought of was, oh, they're going to say it was a false flag attack and that Pelosi had it done to himself to garner, you know, I, I haven't heard that version of it, but this is just as bad. So the, again, the, the, stair the stair step of bullshit is that it's not what you think it was and they planned it. That's number one. Yeah, number go. two was it's Joe Biden's fault because of lawless America and his minions all over America who have made our cities that much uh, more dangerous. And number three was, as you pointed out, the general political climate. Can't we all just love each other and pat each other on the back and have a beer with your neighbor? That's what happened. Instead of a guy who was inspired by Donald Trump and his minions to go attack Nancy Pelosi, and when she was not home, uh, the guy decided to attack her octogenarian husband and fracture his skull, which really is, I think that's Occam's razor. I believe that's very, boom, plain to the point, with the zip ties, with the where's Nancy, with the hit list that he had on him. That's what really happened. Yeah, I, I saw last hour, this would be uh, midday Monday, uh, a live interview with the chief of police of San Francisco. And you could just imagine how disgusted yeah. he was at having to answer any questions that would lead you to believe that it was more than what we really, really know factually about what happened. Um so we, but we also have again. This uh, this is illustrative, and I think a teachable moment as well. The people on the right, the Republicans, the conservatives, they love the cops. The cops are great. We always back the blue, uh, not unless it's the San Francisco Police Department. Unless the police, chief, the unless the police, police chief probably was in, probably on in the on scam. It. And, and by the right. way, the police chief he happens to be black. So I, you, you just, you can't, we love the cops, except we just, we don't love the cops. You know, we try so hard to love the cops. We love the white cops when they do the right thing. I think that's really the Republican position is we love the white cops when they do the right thing. Of course, the right thing is support Republican lawbreaking and violence. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I certainly hope he, he really does come out of this you know, uh, as well as possible, but uh, 82 and you get bashed in the head with a hammer. Um, tell me, tell me, tell me this is not, there's going to be not going to be more of this. And tell me you're not surprised that there hasn't been more of this from these idiots. Jesus Christ. They've got well, Brit, they've every got time this happens, it, 
it spawns copycats. Oh, it, of course it, it does. It creates an example. And I think one thing that, again, you know, you've been hearing it. The, where was the security? Why was yeah. that? A, why yeah. was he able to get in there? Okay. That's the story. As, as if that's the question. Uh, that's right? the story. Right. Because if, you know, if we could just surround you know everybody who is a government official by the way not just at the federal level oh yes yeah, but every level. judge sure every, how about local people i'm gonna tell you people where we live who are hated by other people oh there's no question we there's no question do. public figures i mean I, honestly and you get down to it, it's like hey i think the pelosi's were inviting somebody to attack them just to make us look bad <laughs> I mean, you get down into like ridiculous, like, like I Nancy can't. Pelosi and Paul Pelosi goes, here's what we're going to do. We're going to send all the security guards home. We're going to take the codes down off of the door. We're going to leave the gate open. You might have to take a hit to your skull from a hammer, but we're going to get so much sympathy and make the, the right look so bad. Are you in it? And he's like, yeah, I'll do that. That's not that a problem. That makes so much sense. I, I don't know how that couldn't be the way it <laughs> I mean, really, they're they're just and these are some of these people are on a basic level intelligent. I mean, they would be able to go into a grocery store and master self checkout without a lot of help. Some of these people, but they want to believe some bullshit like what I just laid out. All right. Uh, here's the official scariest movie list ever. It's 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 inarguable. It is a compilation. Of 10 websites and you've heard of most of them uh, esquire the rap rolling stone rotten tomatoes harper's bazaar okay so this is what they they find when they they throw them all into a bucket we'll go from five to one i haven't seen all of these maybe you have fifth place it follows 2014 yeah. you know that one yeah it's a it's a spinoff from stephen king's it okay yeah Number four, The Shining. Stephen King all the way, yeah. Yep. Number three, Paranormal Activity from 07. That one I'm not familiar with. Wasn't that one that was made with a handheld? Maybe. I think that was Blair. Wasn't Blair Witch Project? Wasn't that? Maybe that's yeah, the one you think? Like the, yeah, it, it, yeah, it does say it here. It was uh, um, made kind of the same way. Okay, yeah. Gonzo style? Yeah, yeah. Uh Number two, Halloween, nineteen seventy-eight. Yeah, the original. The original one. The They've first. been trying to do as well for forty-four years now. Yeah. And this new one, by it, the way, that's on Peacock is supposedly dreadful. Dreadful, dreadful as in scary, or dreadful as in bad. Very bad. Very not good. Even people like it's so people who enjoy the genre and people who've enjoyed the franchise are angry. Is John Carpenter still alive? Is he still associated with this? No, I don't think he is. I don't think he's had anything to do for. He just collects the checks, or his estate does. Let me see here. Check that out. John Carpenter is still alive, still with us, and still rocking at the age of seventy-four. Brad, he'll be seventy-five oh. in January. So now we need. Do we know if he had anything to do with this? That's the. I don't think. I don't think he has. I don't think he's had direct involvement with this shit in a while. Even I think he even gave up on it. Hmm. Uh, number one, with a uh, with a bullet and a crucifix, The Exorcist, nineteen seventy 
1973. It was well. I mean, it it did have a reputation because there. I mean, there were people that were literally having heart attacks in theaters, right? Or was that an urban legend? Uh, well, I I'm sure some people did. I I do remember when and where I I saw that one. Um, that was pretty uh, it was pretty scary, pretty pretty creepy. It 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 certainly had a wonderful effect on Linda Blair's life, didn't it? <laughs> when she grew up, boy, when she matured, she was hubba hubba. Fantastic. That's not what I meant. I think Jerry not. No, that is not what I meant. Jerry Lee Lewis Whitmire. I think Jerry Lee Lewis liked her right there, though. I think that was the the exorcist. Uh, He didn't want her to age a single day. I know he got excited because she could spin her head around three sixty and puke. (laughs) (laughs) We've got a second here. Did you did you hear any of uh, Barack Obama campaigning up in uh, Wisconsin? I saw some of the. I saw some of the I clips. thought he was he's on going on. He's he was it. on fire. I mean, this is as good I thought as I've I've ever heard this guy. And he's good, but he was I got 83 seconds. And again, tell me if this doesn't work audio-wise and we'll bail on it. This is him going after Ron Johnson. I mean super hard uh, up in Wisconsin. I think this was on Saturday. Check this out. Some of you here are on Social Security. Some of your parents are on Social Security. Some of your grandparents are on Social Security. You know why they have Social Security? Because they worked for it. They worked hard jobs for it. They had chapped hands for it. They had long hours and sore backs and bad knees to get that Social Security. And if Ron Johnson does not understand that, if he understands giving tax breaks for private planes more than he understands making sure that seniors who've worked all their lives are able to retire with dignity and respect. He's not the person who's thinking about you and knows you and sees you, and he should not be your senator from Wisconsin. How about that shit? How about that shit? I don't recall him amping up his, uh, his anger level. Come on. That much as president, do you? No. No, it was rare. That I mean, come on. That's the shit. Yeah. That's fired up and ready to go. That's yeah. God damn, we need that in North Carolina right now. We need him to come down there and yeah. throw some of this on Sherry Beasley, right? Oh boy, don't don't get me started. I, I I'll tell you, uh, you want you want me to depress you or not? Yeah, just g- give it to me straight, but I can, I can take it. I was outside uh, I was breaking all these damn leaves yesterday and and my neighbor Jerry has a place in uh in Wilmington right across from Wrightsville Beach. Okay. A second home. They goes they go there on the weekends. He comes back and I'm I'm talking to him yesterday. He says we were there over the weekend and uh everywhere I went there were only Ted Budd signs. There were no Sherry Beasley signs. And he said, well, so I went to the Democratic headquarters there in Wilmington. And I was actually able to finish his sentences before he <laughs> because I knew what was coming. Um, first of all, he says, everyone in there was over 80 years old. All the volunteers. Oh, everyone oh, was, no. it was quiet. Oh, no. There was not much going on. Can I have some signs? Can, can, can I have some signs? Oh, no. Um, and they didn't know that he lived not there, but but here, although I believe he then mentioned it. And they were willing to give him five signs. 
And I said, uh, did you bring any back here? Because uh, in my neighborhood, there's, there's like no signs for anybody. It's, um, and he, he said no. But, but his, his tone, and even the way I'm telling you this is, wow, this is not how you win elections. This is not how you win elections. Zero ground game. Um, that's anecdotal. That's one person's experience. It doesn't mean anything. But uh, I hate going against this yard sign thing because the yard sign thing tends to be a lot more illustrative of what happens in elections. When you see when you see places inundated, it can mean something because you know, we just had to get we had a we had a letter from the homeowners association. Don't put signs in common areas. You can put that shit in your yard, but don't you dare put that stuff in a common area. I don't care who you are. Now. Does that mean like, you know, like the street that comes down before you turn onto your street? Is that a common area where there's no, where there's a right of way over there and they mow that thing about twice a year? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That would be, they want, they want that. But then if you put the shit in your yard, you don't know who's going to come in there and and fuck up your yard. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. Can I give you, I I got, I got one more piece of rhetoric for you from the weekend. Okay. And this is a, this will be two minutes and 15 seconds. It'll be completely and totally worth it. This gentleman's name is Jamal Harrison Bryant. He is a pastor at a huge church in suburban Atlanta. Got it? Got it. One of the most important ministers, spiritual leaders who happens to be African-American in the country. And he's going to lay down what's really happening with Herschel Walker. I want you to listen to this because this makes a lot of sense here. Ladies and gentlemen, when the Republican Party of Georgia moved Herschel Walker from Texas to Georgia so that he could run for Senate. It's because change was taking too fast in the post-antebellum South. The state had been flipped blue, and there are some principalities that were not prepared for a black man and a Jewish man to go to Senate at the exact same time. So they figured that they would delude us by picking somebody who they thought would in fact represent us better with a football than with a degree in philosophy. They thought we were so slow, that we were so stupid, that we would elect the lowest caricature of a stereotypical broken black man as opposed to somebody who is educated and erudite and focused. Y'all ain't ready for me today. Since Herschel Walker was 16 years old, white men been telling him what to do telling him what school to go to, where to live, where to eat, where to buy a house, where to run, where to sit down, where to sleep, where to pay for abortions, where to buy a gun. And you think they not going to tell him how to vote? In 2022, we don't need a walker. We need a runner. We need somebody who going to run and tell the truth about January 6th. We need somebody who going to run and push for the cancellation of student loan debts. We need somebody who going to run and make the former president respond to a subpoena. We don't need a walker. We need somebody who will be steadfast 
unmovable, always abounding, knowing that your labor is not in vain. George, I need you to know the slave Negroes y'all are used to don't live here no more. We can think for ourselves, function for ourselves, and vote for ourselves. Why? Because we don't need a walker. There it is. Come on. Wow. Come on, man. I mean, I mean that, that, that's just great. That's just fantastic. Uh, I just, I'm so afraid we're in a post-fact, post-truth, post-reality world where everything that guy said is true times a thousand. But <laughs> I'm leading up to something here. Jamal Harrison Bryant was the minister you just heard. Mm -hmm. BA from Morehouse College, Master of Divinity, Duke University, Brad. Oh, good for him. Duke University, Master of Divinity, went on to get even higher education uh, from another place. So, Duke University, despite the Kyrie Irving anti Semitic bullshit, they, they do redeem themselves with this gentleman in the pulpit laying it mm -hmm. down. Man, this between that clip and the uh, Obama clip, uh, you, you want to think uh, that the the uh, large turnout, early voting, um, is helpful to uh, to Democrats, but you don't know. You, you don't. You can't say that. You don't know.